0: If you're listening to this show because you're syndicating deals, right? What What's a good deal for your investors, right? You need to know that. And uh, it's, it's all in how it's calculated, right? How many times do we get somebody comes talks to us and says, well, I can get to 20%. I, I don't even know where to start. 20% of what, when, how, right? It, it, it's an important conversation to dig into the, the nuts and bolts of it.
1: Yeah. Right now, end of the year... We have a couple investors that that need to buy properties. They might not pencil the best, but we're buying a couple properties that don't cash flow maybe as much as they're used to, but if they're going to save 100 to 200k, maybe more in tax savings because they're purchasing X amount of units, it might be a good deal for them. Welcome to the Build to Rent podcast, the first ever real
2: estate show dedicated exclusively to helping investors go from raw dirt to a cash flowing rental property. Whether you're looking to do a massive syndication or a one-off rental property, the Build to Rent podcast will help you get there. Our hosts, Steve Olson, Chase Levitt, and Sherida Zanger bring together more than 4,000 properties of experience as they break down how to find and finance projects, make the most of market and tax strategies, and maximize the returns of a Build to Rent portfolio. This is the Build to Rent podcast. And now, today's episode.
0: Welcome to the Build to Rent podcast. Steve Olson here with Chase Levitt and Sherita Zanger. We're excited to talk to you today. Remember to subscribe to the show on Spotify and iTunes and on Google. We are uh, getting closer to getting a Build to Rent website, so you can actually talk to us. But in the meantime, if you have questions or you want to uh, run something by us or ask us to discuss something on a show, just go to the day job. Go to fig.us. That's where you can find us fill out a contact us form and just say, hey, I heard you on the podcast and what you said about this was great or what Chase said about that was really stupid. <laughs> of course. Yes, thank so, you. Yeah. Subliminal message, okay? So uh, today we wanna to talk about something that's a little bit subjective, I think, because every you always hear people, especially online and forums talking about, oh, I've got this good deal or I've got this bad deal, right? So the question being, what's a good deal? Right, what's a good deal? I think we can answer that in two ways. We want to kind of edit around for a minute here to, to see what everybody thinks. Well, a, a good deal is, well, what is in the market right now, and are you doing better than that? That's a good deal, but also, a good deal can be highly individualized, can it? Mm-hmm. What, what, so right now, letter of the law, what's a good deal? What do you think?
1: So, I I just heard that this was the topic right and so i wrote down a couple things so i'm just going to throw them out there we don't have to go into them but this is what just came to my my brain so tax shelter so tax savings uh, cash flow no brain damage no headache uh, cap rate equity play location those are a couple things that just popped in my head
3: and i think like cash flow I think it just it all depends what's important to you some people are worried about a cap rate some people are worried about cash flow i'm working with a client right now that says i want to close by the end of the year because he's able to do a cost seg study he said so i'd need it for my taxes for this year so everyone has different i i guess reasons why why, what are driving them to Mm -hmm. invest and at different times of the year and so what makes it a good deal for them
1: that's why i threw out the the tax savings tax shelter right now end of the year we have a couple investors that, that need to buy properties. They might not pencil the best, but we're buying a couple properties that don't cash flow maybe as much as they're used to. But if they're going to save 100 to 200K, maybe more in tax savings because they're purchasing X amount of units, it might be a good deal for them.
0: So that's kind of the subjective side. Right now, black and white, I, I'll, just, I'll just call the shot. A good deal is probably a five
1: cap. Right. If you yeah, find that's something that's a really good deal yeah, on if we're the open market cap rate mm-hmm. that's already performing, that's built. Yeah. You'd be like, what almost what's the catch? Right. Yeah.
0: You're saying, why is this at a, at a five cap? Right. And, and that's pri- primarily in the Intermountain West where, where we work. Uh, a five cap in California would be astronomical.
1: Um, and that's not in the, I don't know how to say, the ghettos where I think in the yeah. ghetto, you can probably get a higher cap, but you're going to deal with some problems and, well, well, you probably have the,
3: an older property too, yeah. right? So yeah, that's a whole different kind of work. Well,
0: when a market says, w- when a market is consistently delivering a four or a five cap and you magically find a seven, you you should be suspicious, right? The mar- markets are very efficient. So there's probably not only, you're not getting just the seven cap. <laughs> there's some other stuff that's coming with that deal. That's why it's a seven, right? In, in uh, Texas, Texas, uh, Different parts of texas a five cap is probably average it, but it, it depends are we in lubbock or are we in plano right it, it's a big big difference and then if you get into the upper midwest some of the rust belt i mean you should be expecting a six on an on a nice clean deal if not better so it it really does it really does depend and, and cap rates fluctuate with the market but that's that's our black and white answer. Well, those are good deals, right? Anything to elaborate on that? What do you think?
3: No, I mean, I've seen stuff trading below a four cap right now. I mean, at three, seven, three, nine, something like that. So yeah. yeah, just know the market and make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Cause that's the, I guess one of the biggest issues yeah. that I have with investors. They say, well, I can get a six or a seven cap over here and then go invest over there. If that, if you can get that over there, because you can't get that in the market that we're in.
0: Yeah. I mean, what is that valuable on based on the asset? Based on the market. I think, Chase, you were sitting by me. This was years ago. We were at a trade show, and I I think it was in Vegas, and brokers from all over the world came in. I don't know if you remember this. This guy from Toronto. What's the cap rate in Toronto? He said, zero. (laughs) There isn't a cap rate in Toronto, right? You are buying, and you are hoping that it goes up. This was two (laughs) or three years ago. I think it was like 2017, maybe. Yeah, That
3: almost sounds like California, right? Like you're buying just in hopes that you have appreciation. You're not buying for cash flow. You're buying that you know that property is going to appreciate,
0: but it's zero. And that goes to what you're saying. What's a good deal? Is that what your capital is suited to? I mean, if you've got a whole bunch of capital and you don't have anywhere to put it, you're almost forced to put it in something that, well, I hope it appreciates. It's Better than being in the bank, right?
3: Yeah.
1: That's what I was going to say. Right now, a good deal is getting your money out of the bank to where... You find something that has some of the things we talked about, the tax savings, the cash flow, cap rate, good location where you can get some equity in that property. Most likely, we don't have that crystal ball, but most likely, we're probably going to see rents continue to climb and and property values from that will continue to go up. Yeah.
3: I mean, even those 1031 buyers, right? Some of those get kind of picky with, well, I I want this or I want that. And it's like, you don't have, a yeah, 45 days to identify. You don't have a lot of time to pick and choose. So pick something and then like we had chatted about in the last episode, hey, maybe you go into an area that, you know, rents are increasing or have increased and, you know, there's going to be some renewals coming up.
1: Right, right. So, so what is a good deal? <clears throat> I think that's going to vary depending on the investor and what their goals are. So for me, I do, I like to chase or understand cap rate. I like to understand uh, cash flow. I chase cash flow. I want to make sure that there's a healthy cash flow. So if rents do soften, that I'm still getting the rents to pay that mortgage down. If I'm taking out a loan on it so cash flow is big for me uh, location analyze location um, that's not a deal breaker for me at, at one point we had a, a project in Magna, right and, and at that point three years ago people were kind of iffy about Magna. now now magnet is a huge home run yeah so yeah. so I, I kind of ignored the location factor there that was three years ago Bought the duplex 400k and now it's probably worth 650 and that area is just booming yeah. and, and getting better. So, location, look at it. It could be huge, but it's not a deal breaker for me. The one that I will mention is the no brain damage. So, understanding, okay, who's going to be managing the property? I, I'm a little biased, right? New construction, I like newer stuff. That's kind of what I've been born into. I'm not opposed to buying something older, apartment complex that's 1990s, 80s, whatever the case is. I'll look at it if it makes sense, but I like the idea of no brain damage because my time's valuable.
3: Yeah, there's going to be more hair on something like that.
1: That's
0: interesting you say that the no brain damage thing, because I'm working right now with a client you guys know, he's from the Middle East, and we're raising money for a a few different projects. And when we talk about a new construction, right, go all the way from clothes on raw dirt, all the way to lease up, right? We have to look at it from the perspective of those clients that we raise money from overseas, to them, a good deal is an IRR of north of 20%, right? Internal rate of return. And that's for those of you that don't, maybe we'll do an episode on that. But that takes into account everything, the time value of money and what happens to it over time, the increase in the value of the property, the rents, tax benefits, everything. I'll, okay? just,
1: I'll just let you take over on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that, but so IRRs, yeah. that That's what a good
0: deal is to them because they view it as, oh, I can get my money into the states, but it's going to take a while to start making money, right? So we we need a better IRR to take into account the, the time. So he and I were talking the other day because it's, of course, as you guys know, as we talk about regularly, it's extremely frustrating to get new projects now. One day you think you have it and the next day, yeah, you, you don't. So we were experiencing some of that, just delays. You know, we thought we were going to close in December. Now it's May right? And it just keeps getting pushed. So he said to me, could we look at some existing assets to be able to broaden our ability to acquire more deals faster? And I answered him, yeah, but they're they're expensive, right? You guys know this existing apartment complexes are crazy expensive right now. And he said, well, yeah, but they might not care. I said, well, what do you mean they might not care? Well, if it's performing for day one and they got their money into America. And so we came down to a figure of, if we could get them a 14% IRR, they would be willing to do that because you think about it like this. They wire their money. We close on the deal within 30 to 60 days and their money's working lower IRR brain damage factor. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I have other client that he'll buy a couple fourplexes from me per year. He will never buy um, a pre-construction deal. He doesn't want to wait the 18 months or the two years that it's going to take for this thing to exist. So, you know, he, It'll take that four cap. He's got some money, just sold some land, needs
1: to put it to work somewhere. So it's, it's extremely individualized. So just getting in is a good deal for a lot of investors. Because the the point is that you're saying is, where's that property going to be in 10, 15, 20 years? Well, we're values in 2000, 2005, 2010. Yeah, we had our ups and downs, right? But most likely over a, a 10 to 15, 20 year period, we're going to see some ups and downs, but it's most likely going to go up right
3: it continues to rise right yeah you're going to see the peaks and valleys but overall it's still rising
0: it's easy for us to say that right now when it's been rising like a like just a crazy crazy person yeah. right mm-hmm. that's a harder thing to stand by when you're in the trough or mm-hmm. when when days on market is going up right yeah. when yeah. when we didn't get a renewal when we had to renew lower you find out what you're made of Right. And by the way, recommendation I just read a, a great book, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. I mean, that's a great book about keeping your nerve in, in down markets and understanding <clears throat> the overall long term picture of what's happening with your money. So I recommend it. And he did not tell me to, uh, to plug it. In fact, he doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> okay. Well, so it's slow and steady wins the race, yeah.
3: right? So you have to, if you're going to get in, get in and just know it's going to take a little bit of time.
0: So a client told me, well, how do I get a, like, I want a good cap rate. How do I get one? And I said, kind of sarcastically, but, and I mentioned this to you guys, buy a property in a good market with low unemployment rates and wait. (laughs) And in two years, in three years or what, it's going to be a really good deal because your rents have crept up and, and you were, you were in the market.
3: Yeah. I think another thing is we had chatted about this a little bit before were different approaches to financing, Right. So you can do interest only loan. Mm -hmm. We were just chatting with Chase about doing, you know, a 15 year loan versus a 30 year loan. And I had mentioned that I had Lane run a 15 year loan for me and a 30 year loan. I ended up closing on a 30 year loan, but I'm paying it as if it was a 15 year loan just to pay that down. But I have that option. If something were to get tough, I'm not stuck with that 15 year, that bigger payment. I still have that flexibility to go back to that lower payment, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. Yes, it absolutely does so taxes cash flow brain damage appreciation just just some of the reasons and that's going to be different for everybody it's really important you know if you're if you're listening to this show because you're syndicating deals right what what's a good deal for your investors right you need to know that and uh, it's it's all in how it's calculated right how many times do we get somebody comes talks to us and says well i can get uh, 20% I don't even know where to start 20% of what when how right it, it, it's an important conversation to dig into the the nuts and bolts of it yeah yeah definitely okay cool well um, what do you think and this is off the cuff are our deals going to get better you know because at the beginning of the the show we kind of just humored the question well a, a good deal is a five cap here and a four cap there right? Are deals going to get better anytime soon? In your opinion,
1: Chase first, go. I don't think so. I think the, the cap rates are going to continue to get compressed and go down. Um, I think rents will continue to climb. But as far as the uh, what you have to pay to get in, purchase price, that's going to go up as well.
3: I agree. I think if you get in now, you're going to just be banking on rents increasing that are going to help provide more cash flow. But I don't think that they're coming down like it. Yeah, I think cap rates are coming down. Now, what do you think, Steve?
0: (laughs) Um, I think I agree with the two of you. uh, The the linchpin is the the renter and what they can afford, right? If things begin to happen in the economy where uh, jobs soften, wages stagnate, because they've actually been going up for the first time in a long time right? Then the economy is awash in stimulus. Uh, It seems like every week the government is talking about a new trillion dollar bill that they need to pass of some kind. So if you compare a low unemployment rate, you know, where we are right now in in Utah is one of the lowest in the country, I think it's two something percent. Last I checked, the highest unemployment rate was Los Angeles County. It's like seven-ish. There's a few small areas that are higher but markets with low unemployment rates are probably going to pull jobs, raise rents, and, and that's what I'm watching because it, it, it all depends on... This is the last episode we talked about. What's the gross income? Yeah. And if that doesn't continue to, to be healthy, then you could probably see a situation where things back off a little because those rents and the salaries that people are getting they've been absorbing these crazy building costs and land cost increases. They continue to do it as soon as the, as long as the renter is, uh, strong.
3: And again, I think that goes back to know what product you're buying, right? You don't want to buy an A class product. If you're worried about some of these things, maybe you want to stay in a B or a C range.
0: Yeah. I talked to a guy last week Mm -hmm. that said B and C weathers recessions better. Right now, it's easy to want to do a pool like the Ritz-Carlton and build a beautiful A-class community. But uh, that's coming from a place that hasn't seen a downturn. We're thinking about.
3: Yeah. Yeah, be conservative. Yeah.
0: Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Build to Rent podcast. We appreciated having you listen to the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for
2: listening to the Build to Rent podcast. You are now just a few clicks away from joining our community of Build to Rent investors. All you have to do is follow our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also watch this episode and more by subscribing to the Build to Rent podcast on YouTube. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature. Nothing in this presentation should be construed as financial advice or recommendations for any particular situation. The hosts are only licensed to provide advice and services in the states where they are specifically licensed. And listeners should seek the advice from an appropriately licensed professional in the area where they invest. The examples presented in this presentation are for illustration only. And no guarantee that similar results can be achieved since the facts, circumstances, and participants are all different.